0: Hi, I'm Lisa Anderson. I publish magazines, but mostly I'm just a girl trying to make it in this crazy world. She is all podcast was created to bring women together to share their stories shamelessly, openly, and with inspiration in mind. I hope you'll join me and my guests as we talk about the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly parts of life. Hello, my name is Lisa Anderson and I am the host of this podcast, She Is All. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining me as we introduce our first guest, which is going to be Laura Flores. You will hear from her in a minute, but I just wanted to take a moment to sit down and talk with you a little bit about what this podcast is all about, considering that it is our first episode. So she is all podcast was created because I wanted a platform where I could share women's stories more personally and deeply. About a year ago, I decided that I was going to publish an anthology. Ambitiously, I originally started the anthology with 40 women in mind, and now we are down to 15 a year later, and the book is going to be available on July 18th on Amazon. It is called Shameless. 15 women shared their journey of self-awareness, self-love, and leading with light. Laura Flores is one of those 15 authors and you are going to be hearing from many of the other women who have participated in this book in our first few episodes but I wanted to come on here and explain that this isn't a book selling platform. Yes, we would love you to buy the book, but more importantly, it is about sharing their stories. These women have endured everything from fat shaming all the way to incest and other tragic events in their lives. And these chapters are really about their journey of healing as well as their continued healing process. So it's really brave of them to be able to step outside and write this story down. A lot of these women never planned on sharing their story because they didn't think it could make a big impact. But when they started contemplating writing their story, they realized not only was it another way for them to self heal, but to reach other women who may have experienced similar situations in their lives. So She Is All podcast is primarily about women who are willing to share these personal stories so that other women don't feel so alone. My personal journey has been everything from emotional and sexual abuse in a relationship to fat shaming, low self-esteem, gaslighting by doctors, um, you name it, I have been through it in some aspect or have heard of it through a story of another woman. Um, So I just wanted to give women one more platform to be able to share these stories and to reach as many other women as possible. I also hope that some men listen to this podcast because it is important to understand that your actions have consequences, whether that is shaming a woman, gaslighting a woman, um, not acknowledging that these things are still going on today or all of the above um and if you're participating in any of these things i'm hoping that you're coming to a point in your life where you're willing to listen to these women's stories to help yourself grow an understanding of what women go through on a daily basis right now we are definitely fighting for our rights as a woman in roe v wade but it is more than that because Roe v. Wade also goes out into everything from women's rights to our our privacy rights to race, to class um, and it to our religious rights as well. So. It covers a lot more, and I want people to understand the impact that it has on women in particular through this podcast, but also Just things that we have continued to endure, even with Roe v. Wade being in place, and now if that gets taken away, it opens up doors to so many other things happening that affect both men and women. And it's really scary for for us right now as women um, to see the things that we have clawed our way up to receiving and sometimes taking for granted what we have been allowed, um, especially for the younger women, but understanding that we have still struggled even though our rights have improved, and should these rights start to diminish again, it's a very, very scary world for us. So I want these stories to be shared as often as possible as many women that will come and open up and be as vulnerable as they possibly can. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Laura Flores. And I hope you come back and listen to the rest of the stories of the women that are willing to share with us on She Is All podcast thank you for joining us for our first episode i'm so excited to launch this podcast and share incredible stories with you our first guest is none other than author fitness model motivational speaker and health coach laura flores laura is a recovering bulimic who now spends her time speaking to audiences about self-esteem self-love and self-care a mother of four children and a grandmother of two she has survived a divorce and a near-fatal car accident After the accident, Laura was told she would not be able to enjoy fitness, but she has since run a 10K, in addition to being a life and health coach. Laura's determination has allowed her to inspire other women to move forward through obstacles. She has been featured in Inspiring Lives magazine, was named Madrina by her Hispanic Women's Network, an organization that helps Latina women progress forward in college to follow their dreams and is a participating author in the anthology, Shameless, 15 Women Share Their Journey of Self-Awareness, Self-Love, and Leading with Light. Available on Amazon, July 18th, 2022. Welcome, Laura.
1: Thank you for having me. Okay. Well,
0: tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from and what do you do?
1: I was born and raised in McAllen, Texas. I am a life and a health coach, a motivational speaker, a author, obviously, and I'm a fitness model, and I do all of that, and I'm a mother and a grandma.
0: Oh, fantastic. So um, how did you, tell me, you talk a little bit about your um, bulimia experience that you had, because I know you mentioned in um, your introduction that you were a recovering bulimic. So tell me a little bit about that journey for yourself, and how did you get to recovery? Definitely.
1: Um, I was a bulimic from age 13 on, um, several years. I ended up doing this and having this involved in my life because of the fact of wanting to be so perfect and trying to emulate the, the ideal, of perfection. My family was very, um, very big in athletics. My father was very competitive. Uh, he was a police officer and at a very young age, I tried to just be the perfect youngest child in the family. And as I progressed and got older, it got the best of me and ended up controlling every move I made. Um, it affected my, my marriage. my marriage. It affected my children and my verse. Um, it just affected every aspect of my life. But more importantly, when I started noticing, when it really became an issue, was when I had a car accident in 2018. And that was when I literally, fit, I, I was jolted into reality. I had to start dealing with my demons and I realized that this eating disorder was something that was taking my life down and it was taking it quickly.
0: So how old were you in 2013 when that car accident happens?
1: Well, it was actually 2018 when I had the car okay. accident In 20 in actually in when I was 13 years old was when the bulimia began. Okay. Okay. But in, in 2018 was when I had the accident. So you're talking every bit of every bit of a 30 some year illness. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So
0: yeah, talk to me a little bit more about that um, car accident, because you said, you know, it was a near fatal car accident, and they told you that you wouldn't be able to do fitness at all. So how did you go from this space of not being able to um, handle your eating disorder to saying I need to recover from this accident and change my life?
1: Exactly. What happened was when I was in this car accident, I started, I realized that when the doctors stated, when this occurred, it was a drunk driver who hit my son and I, it was immediate, intense, physical, mental, and emotional pain. I was angry. And I I just, when I heard the doctor say, I could not ever do what I was used to doing, which is staying fit and trying to hide my disease at the same time, that had worked out so well for me for so many years that the the disease was coming to the forefront. I had to deal with it. And so when I was told I could no longer go to the gym, for a solid year, I was not allowed to enter a gym. I had to, yes, when I decided it was time to get help, it was time to literally face whatever my challenges were. And physically, I was doing okay, I was recovering, but mentally and emotionally, I had a long, long journey to go. So that was when I decided to start studying and I deal I, as I dealt with the life and health coaching, and I started diving into every chapter. I really was changing myself. It was extremely uh, cathartic. It was just every day was something new, and I, everything started making sense. I started realizing this was childhood trauma. This was trauma in general, and I decided that it was my lot in life to help others.
0: Wow! So you basically started healing when you decided to help others. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's been a journey. Yeah. It's been a quite what amazing. a journey. Absolutely. Yes. So um, tell me what you do now. Like, how do you help other women to kind of get into the same, you know, mind space that it took you almost mm-hmm. 30 years to get to?
1: Well, my social media platform has helped quite a bit reach several people. Um, I have clients that come to me strictly with eating disorders, and I have to refer them obviously to counselors, but I try to help them understand that the core issue the majority of the time is an inner, it's an inner healing that you have to go towards. It's not just trying to find the right foods or the right psychiatrist or the right plan. It's, you have to start with your core problem. And most of the time it's self-worth. And it can stem from bad childhood. It can stem from anything in your childhood or even in your adulthood, but it's something that needs to be dealt with immediately because what it does is it manifests into worse things. Um, Suicidal tendencies, you name it. There have been women that have come to me to answer your question. How have I helped people? My motivational speaking has exploded. I've been asked to speak to young ladies all over. I've been searched out and sought out as I discussed with you from team one mile, These are athletes and triathletes that wanted me to join with them to go across the globe um, and, and go. People see my passion and my passion is really to get to the core problem of people's immediate issues. It's not just eating disorders. We have a longing for acceptance, which is why Shameless is so critical. It's such an important book because we long to be accepted as individuals. And a lot of us don't realize that it's not, there's a lot of people suffering from different things. They're not all eating disorders, but we all have one common denominator. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to find a way to connect with other people who have been in similar situations in that thread and being able to find the people that have come out the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And my voiceover artist, excuse me for interrupting, but I do voiceover artists artistry as well, which I do a lot of videos for different people. That seems I realized that while I was stuck at home healing, my voice was something that I utilized. I had a lot of people say, wow, I like your voice over the phone. Or can you do this? Have you ever thought of that? So I do that as well. I've done. Yes. I've done commercials for people. Um, I feel that our voice, our internal voice as well as our exterior voice is extremely powerful and I don't know. My mother and father used to say, as a little girl, I'd never close my mouth. So <laughs> I've learned to utilize that. You know, that's uh, my gift, and I I'm just running. Oh, that's with
0: fantastic. It. Oh, that's so cool. How long have you? So you've been doing voiceover artistry since what? 2018,
1: 19. I've been doing well, believe it or not. I did it when I was younger. I'd had people have me do commercials. I did radio spots, and I had no clue back then because I was engulfed in the bulimia that I was not. I was not focused on my gifts I was focused on the on the self-hatred and the self-harm so I wasn't I'd have people say wow I love your voice I did commercials years ago and just now am I realizing that my voice has a power to it has the ability to change and to to empower people and now that I'm doing the, the motivational speaking it's really exploded it's really made a difference oh, that's fantastic
0: um so how do your how are your kids doing through all of this how have they um, flourish since your changes are coming over. Oh goodness!
1: <laughs> they have seen a totally different mom emerge. Uh, my oldest, that went through a lot of the struggles with me, that is actually, believe it or not, all of them are in the health field. Um, one of them is actually going to be an attorney next year. I've how I managed to see them through this. They are ecstatic. They they can't believe the the the, the change, and. The oldest one is in the health field and is just excited because he sees that I can. I'm I'm putting two and two together now and I'm realizing the damage to the organs, to my mental state, to my mindset that I was doing myself. So to answer your question, they're they can't believe it. It's like every day I get a phone call or a text or an email saying, "Mom, you know where are you going with all this? You're just it's almost like I'm running with this ball that won't stop."
0: What's the um. What would be the one thing, if you could sum up really quickly, what would be the one thing that you would tell somebody that is on the cusp of understanding that they have this problem and just kind of thinking about the change? What would you tell them to kind of help push them over that edge and keep them going?
1: Hmm. I would tell that individual or individuals, do not give up. Keep seeking the truth of why this is happening to you because it is not something that just happens to just anybody. It is an illness that can take you to the all time lows of your life where it is, it is scary. I would tell them not to give up, to please seek help and to find help because there is help out there. There are so many Um, books, there are so many doctors, there's so much out there now that can assist. That is precisely why I'm doing the motivational speaking, because whether or not I flourish out of being a motivational speaker, which is my goal, it is, I'm I'm getting, even if I have one individual in that audience that I grasp and that I assist and help, that's all that matters to me. You know,
0: I feel the same way about the book Shameless, because I feel like if we can touch one person, then we've done our job.
1: Exactly. I agree. That's why I was on board immediately. Yeah.
0: So um, tell me, can you, are you comfortable diving into a little bit more of um, where you were at mentally um, back when you were bulimic and as a a teenager? Because that's such a susceptible time for women um, and young girls at that time. I mean, our hormones are everywhere when we're teenagers, right? And oh, yeah. especially nowadays, because oh, yes. there, there is so much bullying and shaming that that happens. So can you kind of talk about where you were mentally and and what kind of drove you to that?
1: Yes, I was in a, a very good question. And thank you for asking that. I was in a very dark place. My brother, um, at when I was eight, committed suicide. So I saw a lot of... Um, I saw a lot of uh, unsettling things as as a child. I saw that my family was shaken by that suicide. So that's not to say that that was what started the eating disorder. I think that that was just a beginning to it because I wanted to not cause my family any pain, any more than they had already endured. So you find that these eating disorders affect a lot of these children that want to just try and not cause problems when in reality it is causing a huge problem and it's internalized. So where I was back then as as a 13 year old, I was like any 13 year old. I was lost. I was looking for who I was going to become as a young lady. I was very athletic and I literally had friends that were doing these binge bashes and they would throw up and have parties. And it was disgusting, but it was maintaining their weight at the same time becoming the perfect Wow. Child. I always thought those were and movie so,
0: myths that those parties actually happened. No,
1: they were real. I, I did not participate in them, but I was very good close friends with many that did. And a lot of these parents didn't realize that the girl out there or even the young man that looks perfect is far from it. And they struggle. They just do not want to have anybody know what their struggles are. And so that was a place that I, I I ended up marrying very young. Which, believe it or not, through every one of my pregnancies, I became more and more bulimic, which was detrimental to my children, to their to their growth in my body. And my doctor, that is still my doctor, was just in shock that I was surviving. My lowest weight was about, and I'm only five three. I was about one ten, and that is severely severely anorexic bulimic, and. Um, my mother, when I was 13, took me to a therapist and they diagnosed me as a bulimic, a bulimia nervosa. And it was not understood. It was the rich girl disease. And nobody really understood it back then. So, you know, when this car accident fast forward, when I happened, when I was in my 40s, it was just time to heal. It was time to deal. It just felt very it was time. And my body, my body took a beating with that drunk driver. That accident was horrific. And it, it totaled my car. It is a book all in its own. And uh, all I can tell you is that when, when a young lady or young man has this illness, there's more to it. There's self-loathing. There's a non-acceptance of your body. Um, and there's so many children right now that are struggling with this that their parents have no idea. That is precisely why this is so critical that this book. Well, came out. I
0: remember even my best friend in high school. Um, we were really close. We spent tons of time together, and I didn't know that she was struggling with bulimia until our senior year, and we were close from sophomore year on, you know? Wow. So she it was, was keeping it really season. well hidden. And,
1: yes. um, you know, the one thing that I noticed, Lisa, that a lot of people don't look for. And it's something that I try to tell people in my motivational speaking. And once the book comes out, I'm gonna be more specific and more, more, more uh, engaged about it. Um, but people don't look at the signs. You know, the signs are in verbiage, the signs my knuckles were always, always purple and bruised um, from the vomiting. My, my, uh, my veins on my face were always popped because of the fact that of the stress of the vomiting. I was constantly having stomach pains. I'm just, surprised, I'm very, very surprised that I, I survived it. It was very, very, yeah, very It's and crazy.
0: Hard. And it's, you know, and it's got to be hard to kind of see some of those signs too, like um, if they're in sports, because my friend was also a gymnast. So she was, mm-hmm. you know, bruises weren't unusual yes. for her, you know? Correct. So, Correct. and I imagine that a number of are in sports. Yeah. Yes. Oh gosh.
1: Yes. And, and again, it's, Everybody wants to focus. It's just, oh, they they push it off as, oh, no, she just doesn't like to eat as much as we do, or she's watching her weight. And in reality, at the end of the day, that young lady or young man, because it affects young men as well, is that they have a self, they have an identity issue. They're, they're, they're not, there's something that's lacking and it's self-love. And I preach that and teach it daily. And it's not arrogance. It's just, you've got to love yourself enough to care for your body. And that's where we as a society do not understand the difference between love and arrogance or self-love and and just taking yeah. care of your health. Yeah. It's critical. Absolutely. Okay. Well, perfect. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, yes, uh, how can we find you? What is the best... Where do you like to send people? Do you like to send them to your website or social media or all of the above?
1: You know... My website, all the above is good. My website is just do it life coaching.com. You can read my story. There is a video there for people to review and see what I'm talking about. There's shameless information there as well. Um, I'm being asked to be a judge for pageants now. I'm being asked to be motivational speakers for different colleges. So I'm getting the, I'm getting the knowledge and the, the, my, my, my story is getting out there. And that's the most important thing. I want to try to help as much as possible.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. You are the perfect first guest for this podcast, and I'm so glad that you were, we were able to make it work. And thank you for taking the time.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this
0: episode of She Is All Podcast. I hope you found this story inspirational and it helps you to dive deep into your own personal story or to share your story with the world. If you would like to learn more about our company, you can visit us online at www.lisaandersonmedia.com or you can follow us on TikTok or Instagram at Lisa Anderson Media. Thank you and I hope you join us again for our next episode of She Is All.